0: Welcome to Trace Tea Podcast, Episode 20, Family. I'm your host, Tracy Turner. Thank you so much for joining me. So family, when you think of it, can be structured in many different ways. Um, And really the structure of the family isn't the important part. The important part is the interaction of the family. You know, like you could be the mom and dad. I'm going to take that stance. You know, because that's the most common um, that I've grown up with. So I'm going to say mom, dad, kids. And family in that aspect is when you the parents cultivating the kids, grooming the kids, so that they understand and they are thinking adults balanced thinking adults that's one kind of family where you know it's cultivating your you know teaching your kids how to buy a house by them watching you buy a home you know for for the family it's you taking your kids and spending time with them to fish or teaching them how to fish because you know your dad's used to be a great fisherman his dad was, you know, one of the best fishermen. And there's something that was just passed down from generation to generation. Or maybe, you know, you're the mom and your mom and her mom were all seamstress. So that's something that you're teaching your daughter. You know, it's the time spent in making sure that the kids are thinking, critical thinking, thinking period, making goals, accomplishing goals, because that's the... Home in which you and the dad built for you all's family. And then there's families like mine who were brought up in trauma and chaos. You know, and it's the parents... Well, it could be one parent thinking about the effects of this tumultuous you know, atmosphere, what it's doing to the kids. It's either the mom or dad thinking about those things, but it's not both moving on the same accord, you know, in alignment, so that, you know, you can produce, you know, great kids, balanced kids, emotionally balanced and mature kids. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes when you're brought up in trauma and chaos, you're not necessarily being groomed to be a thinker. Because most of the times when there's trauma and chaos that you're being brought up in, you're in survival mode. Survivor mode is not necessarily a thinking mode. You know, it's... When you're in survival, it's, you know, who is the strongest that can get through this thing? You know, it's not... um, Sometimes it's not the softness that can, that should occur when you're bringing up your kids, you know, in a household where, you know, both parents are thinking about the unit, when there is chaos, like, um, one of the traumas that we, I had, I experienced when I was a little girl, um, my dad was a cheater, right? So, you know, my sisters and I, and this is before my brother came along, but my sister, Well, actually, we had a brother. We didn't even know we had a brother. But that's, you know, that's a whole nother (laughs) dimension of family and, you know, chaos and the trauma of coming up with such selfish thinking people. But anyways, my sisters and I would be in bed and then all of a sudden you hear your mom and your mom screaming and yelling because, you know... My father did not care that he was coming home two, three o'clock in the morning. All he knew is he was at a frat party with some chick, right? Probably coming home smelling like perfume, just disrespectful, very basic human nature. But that was the trauma that we were being brought up in. And I think when you're in that way, because and oh, and then just to, you know, to give it even more context of the trauma that we were in chaos, we were brought in. Both of my parents were also brought up in trauma and chaos, you know, trauma in that my mom's mom, I don't know if the grandmother that we know of was her real mom, you know, things like that. And then, um, my dad's side, his dad was an alcoholic, you know, so how do you bring kids up? And his dad was an orphan. You know, so the trauma and the chaos continued in the family in which they created, you know. And, you know, regardless of the reasons that it was put together or what you saw in bringing us up, neither one of my parents, especially not my dad, took a moment to correct what they were creating. And, you know, another thing is, I think my mom would have been a different person if she was married to a different man you know because I know people are like well you know we both can you know run the family create the you know whatever but the husband leads because that's the energy that they have you know if you think about nature even though some some you know When you think about nature, it's the male and the testosterone. I need to study that more, but you know, that's their, that's their job is to lead. So he didn't respect the family that he created, but he always said that the family that he created is the problem. And he didn't see himself in the structure and how to fix it because he didn't care. Because he, he he didn't care and he didn't respect what he had created. You know, so it was just trauma, trauma, trauma. And then think about when you're bringing your kids up in chaos and trauma, even if it's sporadic, those things are teaching the kids something. Um, and the thing is, one other thing that I'm going to touch on, and then I'm going to give this a little bit more context, like move it out a little bit more so you can see where I'm going. Um, but think about kids who are brought up in trauma and chaos. they are not necessarily thinking because what the what the chaos does is it removes their innocence it puts them in a survivor survivor mode and so what they're doing is they're creating these characters and you know, images of who they think they need to be to survive this childhood, right? And when you are brought up in chaos and trauma, your decision-making isn't one of a thinking person, it's more of an emotional response in how this is making you feel. Because, you know, you're going back to that survivor mode, like, how do I need to get through this moment? You know what I mean? And so if you're in survivor mode, you're not in a living mode. You see what I'm saying? You're making emotional decisions even as an adult. That's why it's important to unpack what you went through when you were a child. You know, it helps you to see who you are today and see what you need to fix. So the family, you know, series that I'm gonna do. It's gonna be multiple um multiple stories or I mean podcasts throughout the year and years maybe, you know, because it's just different aspects and it's so many dynamics to the family structure. Um and what brought this on is that um at the beginning of July I'm going to, you know, visit my sisters. You know, my brother and I and my family and my mom are going, you know, to Georgia to visit our my sisters and their kids and so forth and friends, you know. But I want to do a podcast with my sisters and my brother, even though I asked one of them, she already told me, nope. And I want us to talk about being siblings. You know, like, what does that look like? What is that experience? And the thing about siblings is that... Each sibling, the thing about being a sibling is that you all have jointly experienced the childhood and what, you know, the childhood, the experiences that you have been, though your siblings are, you know, your circle who experienced the same thing, right? Like you can bring up something to your sibling about what happened a long time ago and they get it because they were there. The difference is that each person, each individual sibling experiences experience the incident in different ways, because that's why you can't parent all kids the same way because they're individual people, you know? So there are, creating and seeing these things in different ways, in different perspectives. And what I have come to realize is that, you know, I can see something one way and my sister can see the same thing a different way because we are different people, right? We are individuals who were going through a childhood of trauma and chaos and creating our narrative, as children because of what we had to experience right so when you are bringing home another physical abusive boyfriend around your kids and your sons are experiencing and seeing or hearing the abuse and what's happening is they are formulating the experience they, by internalizing it and seeing it like, oh, I'm so weak, I can't even help my mom. Or I don't have the courage to help my mom. So what is that creating in their mind? Who are they beginning to see themselves as? Because they can't rise to the occasion because they're too young, right? And, and them being too young and this being and out of their scope of even handling hasn't even entered their mind. What they're doing is they're internalizing the experience in different ways, right? Because one brother can be looking at it a different way. Another brother can be looking at it in a different way. And then as they're growing, their mom is not even paying attention to the experience that, you know, and the atmosphere in which she's creating and showing her sons and daughter, if she has daughters, that these things are happening. You know, so they're creating these narratives. They're seeing themselves. They're seeing you in different ways in these different experiences. And they are not creating critical thinking skills because now they're in survivor mode. They have to come home and be quiet because they don't want to set this fool off. And then, you know, he's beating you up again. Or they don't want him to come home after a hard day drinking whatever he drinks because that's going to set him off. So they're walking around on eggshells. They're not, you know, they're not even living in peace, real peace. You know, they're living to survive (laughs) just another day. That's what they're doing. That's what they're creating. You know, so in these individual minds, you know, they're creating these things. They're growing up. Here's another Boyfriend who is physically abusive to their mom, and then one day one of the sons stands up and tries to fight. And then one son, the other son, has a decision to make is he going to help his mother and brother, or is he going to continue to be afraid? So, what is the narrative? that they're creating for themselves, that will carry over into being adults. That's what I'm trying to get people to see where I'm coming from in this episode. You know, the family structure is one of the most important structures that we possess as humans. So in this, you know, scenario that I was talking about where the You know, multiple boyfriends have been abusive. Mother, why haven't you figured out that your picker in picking spouses is off and you need to stop? You know, it's disturbing. It's disturbing. Some of the things that we allow to happen in our homes, in the atmosphere in which we are bringing up these kids that didn't ask to be here. You decided to have him, right? You're the one who said, you know, best thing I can do right now is have a kid. Trust me, I am not judging because I did a similar thing with my oldest son, having a child, not from abusive person, but just all out of order. I did that one time, so I understand what I'm talking about. I'm speaking from experience. I am not judging. What I'm saying is, (laughs) I've been there, done that. Right. So we're going to talk about the family structure in this episode. I'm going to take a quick break because I got a 430 guy coming in and I need to get ready for that. So stay tuned. More to come. Thank you. So welcome back. This is Tracy. And episode 20, family. So, when I was saying that, you know, when you are brought up in a home where chaos and trauma is the theme in which, you know, the family unit uh, exists, and when you're in survivor mode, the kids are being brought up in the survivor mode, um, they are not necessarily developing in the way in which kids should be brought up, right? so what they're doing is the siblings are experiencing this you know continuation of chaos and trauma and they're forming their narrative of who they are by the response that they're doing in the trauma right like someone one of the kids are being the strong one and taking the responsibility that belongs to the parents but is taking the lead and leading the siblings. So, you know, the narrative that this one could be creating is that they are, you know, they have to be strong. So they're going through life being strong and never taking the opportunity of seeing the value in being vulnerable, right? And so the other one uh, who, didn't necessarily, could be the older person, isn't necessarily taking the lead. And so she thinks of herself as weak, you know, and in, 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 so that's the narrative that she is taking on this journey in her life. You know, that's the narrative that her experience has created. And then what about the one who, you know, is dad's favorite? You know, he, he's the one that he gives this girl, this particular girl, you know, he lets her slide. Like she could never set him off. You know, so she's always the one that's pushed to ask for things that the family wants. Even the mom sometimes. So what's the narrative in which she is creating um, that will carry over? that will carry over. in when she, you know, chooses a spouse, a boyfriend, a husband, you know, childhood trauma and chaos teaches you who you are by the response in which you are, you know, um, your response to the trauma and chaos. And see the thing about you know, sibling, being siblings and experiencing the chaos and trauma. Everybody has their own perspective in which they look at the, you know, they look at the scenario. You know, each individual sibling is creating and looking at this thing in different ways. And so when they grow up and they start talking about the trauma and chaos in which they, they, experience, everybody's looking for, you know, everybody else to have the same perspective that you have and any other perspective is wrong. But the thing is, each person or child that experienced the same chaos, you know, that came up in the same home, what if none of the perspectives that each person has is wrong? Because you as individual and siblings are experiencing the same thing or having the same chaos and trauma play out, but the perspectives are different because you all are individuals. And what if no one is wrong? What if we gave our siblings the grace to be right about their perspective? You got to think about that. You know, when you are trying to unpack and understand the trauma and chaos and you go to your siblings and you talk about it and they remember the experience because you both were there, you know, but the perspectives are different. So we have to give them the grace. We have to give them the opportunity to be right and validated because each individual child had... The same thing happened, but with different perspectives and how, you know, they developed, right? Or their survivor mode was different, right? So we have to, as a family, you know, talk about these things and what was experienced. And it doesn't have to necessarily be the scenario that I had before with the, you know, physical abusive thing that everybody can see It could be in which the relationship that you had with each of your parents, you know, that creates different perspectives in those individual kids. And so I would ask that you allow your sibling to have their perspective validated, even if it's different from yours. Yes, you all saw the same things, but you didn't see and receive the same thing. You see what I'm saying? You have to think about that when you're brought up in chaos and trauma and realize that you're not... you didn't necess- When you realize that that's what you really came up in, like some of the undertones can be chaos and trauma and not so overt, like, you know, the abusive boyfriend or the abusive husband, right? So the undertones are different and the signals in which you are receiving, you know, like the intangibles are different. So you have to give your sibling the right and the validation that that was their experience and be okay with that, that it was different from yours. You know, and it needs to be reciprocated, right? And saying that, you know, That's the way you receive it. Because everybody, you know, if it's a big thing that happened, everybody can agree on that that happened. But what you took away from that is the experience and it's different by each sibling. Even the mom, you know, she's going through it too. Or the dad, he's going through it too. So he has a different perspective than everybody else. Because, you know, the parents have a different perspective because they are looking at it from an adult eyes, right? An adult that has had experiences, right? So even they are seeing it different. And, you know, the parents see it different maybe because their intentions were different and were not known, you know what I mean? So we've got to give them... Also the grace to say, you know, this is what I was thinking. This is how this happened and be okay with it and understand that it does not diminish or devalue what you, what you got from the experience. You see what I'm saying? And that's the interesting thing with sibling dynamics, you know, in which, you know, we experienced in our childhood, same thing, but we took away different things from it and formulated and created, you know, the person that we are. Until you, you know, unpack the trauma and chaos, you know, that occurred. That's just, you know, something to think about when you are going down memory lane, like I'm sure, you know, my sisters and I will do when we um, get together. You know, we have to give each other the grace and a validation of what we each experienced, you know, and what carried on into our young adulthood and the families in which we created, you know, and that's something that, you know, we need to, we as people need to unpack and be, you know, and it's also a part of our self-awareness journey, is understanding the childhood and the narratives in which it created, You know, whatever that childhood was, you know, it's like, let's say the family unit was, you know, the mom paid attention to dad paid attention, cultivated. But what about that wild child that's just out there being everything that was taught to them? They're out there doing the opposite. How did that happen? You know, it's just not, you know, it's nothing that was overt about it. It's just that that person is just, you're like, where did he come from? He had a good childhood. How is he on drugs? You know what I mean? Or you think your daughter, you know, you as your, the dad in the home, you gave your daughters love. You gave them attention. You gave them your time. You let them know that they are important. And then you see her with this knucklehead. She's so in love and wants to get married. And you're like, how did you end up with that? How is that a representative of what I was to you in your childhood? What do you do with that? You know, you're like, I did everything right. And here you are so out of order. How? Because that was an individual creating, you know, their own reality of their childhood experiences. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that crazy how that can happen? You know, so I wish that everyone would think about their the family structure in which they grew up in. And, you know, think about the way that your siblings describe the same things that you all went through and then or have described or do describe, you know, what they experienced and allow it the space and them the space to be right. The family structure is an important thing that, you know, we all experience growing up. I just think it's so interesting in which it created us as individuals. You know, the things that we went through in our childhood. I'm going to take a quick break and then close this out, but um, I'll be right back. Thank you. Welcome back to episode 20, Family. Family. Um, I just want to close this out with just you thinking about the family structure in which if, it, if you even were brought up in a family structure, you know, because some people were, you know, foster kids or, you know, orphans. So you have to think about what, well, a couple of questions. Number one is what was the mode in which you were brought, you were raised, right? Right. And what I mean by that, were you always in survivor mode? Or were you, you know, in a cultivating atmosphere? You know, what was that theme? Was the theme trauma? Was the theme that carried over throughout your childhood chaos? You know, was it in a caring environment? You know, what was that family structure like for you? And then... Ask yourself, what did you take from it? What did you internalize as the child in this family structure? What did you feel like was your fault? You know, what are you, you take as, you know, what do you put on your shoulders from the family structure in which you were brought up in? What did you internalize? And then after you think of these things and you, you know, formulate your response, what I would like for you to let yourself know is everything that you internalized, is not your fault. You were the kid, you know, in, these fam- in this family structure, you know, and then if you are just starting out in building a family, what are you building? What are you creating? with your spouse, what are you two creating for your kids? What are you allowing them to be brought up in? You know, and I say you are allowing it because you are living it. And if you know that what you're creating, you know, (laughs) whatever you're doing, I'm creating a mess. You know what I mean? How are you going to fix it as the adult? how are you going to change, make that change in your family structure and in the atmosphere in which you are raising your kids? And the answer can't be, well, if he would, or, oh, if she could just, mm-mm, what are you doing to create the change? Because the change that you want to see in the family needs to start with you. It's one of the, you know, patriarch, uh, uh, or matriarch in this family like you're the adult in this so what is the change that you are making to create a better atmosphere for your kids to be brought up in you know because people seem to continue the survivor mode into their adulthood because that's what's been saving their asses you know throughout and sometimes you no longer need to be in that survivor mode. You need to be in the living, critical thinking, developmental part mode, and you haven't switched. You know, so people aren't getting too close because you're so hard and rigid. So think about that, you know, put it together in understanding how your childhood shaped you into the adult you are today. All right. So I hope this helps you on your journey. Just, you know, the first ser- first episode of the family series that I'm going to do. But think about that. How did the family that you were brought up in create the created the adult you are today? And have you ever unpacked it and switched your narrative into what you, who you are today? You know, put those, connect those dots, connect those dots. All right. So thank you for joining me today for episode 20, family. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Bye.